Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately to hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money and sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the brand new podcast of Central Financial Group. I'm your host and producer, Caleb Westall, and I work with Spin Market and Digital in Fort Dodge, and I'm here today with Cole and Cole. Well, thanks, Caleb, and we're, we're excited to be here. We're, we're here to try to take maybe a little bit of the um, ease of people talking about money and you know try to talk about things in layman's terms and maybe have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, me and Cole have known each other for a, for a fairly long time, and we have a lot of fun when we're out golfing, and he's kicking my rear end out there. So we thought maybe we could do this on a podcast and talk about money a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, glad to be here and a new thing for both of us here. So so I'm sure we'll, we'll learn as we go as well as hopefully educate some people along the way and, and ho- hopefully get some laughs out of the deal. You know, right. so that's, well, that's, they'll laugh at me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm sure my, my wife will listen and give me a hard time. So <laughs> I can tell just by the stuff we've done before being recording, I can tell there's going to be a lot of laughs in this podcast. I so, hope so. Um, so tell maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how long have you each been with Central Financial Group? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kick it off here. Um, I mean, today's actually my first official day as an advisor uh, uh, under Sin- uh, Central Financial Group. So, uh, uh, I've been been in the business for about seven years total as a as a financial advisor with uh, previous firms and most recently with Edward Jones, uh, and then had the opportunity uh, to transition and and bring my business to to Central Financial Group and back home to Fort Dodge. I, I was office and out of Jefferson, and uh, now I'm going to be here uh, office and where I live. So I'm looking forward to um, you know having my practice here and and being part of the team here. He says that about moving back to Fort Dodge, but really just wanted to come work with me. That was about it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm he sure. Talked about that. And He's got no, a cool it, name, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Name. Right. 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 Yeah. But um, no, we're super excited to have Cole. He's a he's a, a go getter. He's a he's a person that you look for when you're when you're looking for people to recruit to work for you, and and we're excited to have him. Uh, it's his first day, and it's already been hectic and crazy, and. But uh, we're here and we're we're ready to roll and we're ready for uh, you know for for a great career uh, for Cole at Central Financial Group. So, yeah. So um, Cole Peterson. So for the viewers, Cole Peterson is with the K. Cole Jasky is with the C. So that's how you know which Cole is which. Yep. They'll confuse it and they'll spell it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's all right. So, Cole the C is the right way to spell it. That's what we always say. Okay. Cole with the K is cooler. <laughs> I just have to say I'm Caleb with a C. Don't ever spell Caleb with a K. It's just not good. <laughs> Seen it um, before. Yeah. So, how long have you been with Central Financial Group, Cole with a K? Yeah. So, I'm coming up on five years in October. Um, I I moved back to Fort Dodge from from Des Moines area. I worked for Principal Financial Group for 12 years before that, and had a had a great time at Principal Financial Group. Cole Jasky was at Principal for a little while too. It's it's a great company. Uh, I looked back to my time there and, and I wouldn't change anything that I, that I did at all, but I wanted to get to something smaller and wanted to get to where I actually met with clients face to face and help them with their retirement. So, uh, principal finance group, again, great company, uh, large company, very large company, um, largest, second largest employer in Des Moines, I believe, or in Iowa. I'm not sure about that, but 
don't hold me to that. I don't. We'll get the we'll get the fact check. Yeah, we'll fact get the fact check checks going. out on there. But um, yeah, Four Dodge has, has presented a lot of things that Des Moines cannot, uh, which I think is is great for people in Fort Dodge that we can keep it small and we can keep it local and it's a it's a family run business and I'm uh, I'm ex- I'm super excited to be here and and wouldn't wouldn't change it for for the world. Yeah, that's uh. I think a lot there's it's to me it's interesting is like there's so many people that are like oh big city small small town whatever I I love it the the small town people like who have a passion for a town like Fort Dodge who most people would look at Fort Dodge as twenty five thousand that's tiny you know which it is tiny right but at the same time to have people like you who are passionate about this area and meeting with people face to face and making a difference with a one on one thing I think Cole that's super cool calendar which yeah. I don't think has 25 people no. at all <laughs> calendar's pretty small no I love calendar I'm just joking with yeah. you my calendar people out there <laughs> yeah technically I was like in in between like I'm in the country I'm a country kid so I really I say calendar Moreland Fort Dodge I don't know, in the in the vicinity but no one thing I I love uh you know when I I think the nature of being in the this area is is how many entrepreneurs were around you know that's yeah. that's kind of a cool thing that's For what sure. that's what I'm friends with a lot of entrepreneurs, clients, you know, that's a big base of my clientele is entrepreneurs. And it's cool to see because you get to see their impact on the communities and, you know, the employment and uh, things they provide to the community, you know, to a community like ours. And and it's a little more personal where if you get a little bigger, you know, that some of that starts to, that uh, personal touch starts to dwindle a little bit. So that's one thing I I love. uh, I love about the the size and and the area we're in. Yeah, Yeah. I was talking about uh, becoming a financial advisor with someone that lived down in Des Moines just the other day. And I was like, man, that I, you know, yeah, go for it. That, uh, you know, best of luck to you, oh. but you, you're competing with, I can't even put a number on 5,000 different advisors down oh. there and there's 20 in Fort Dodge. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's just something that sets central financial group apart too, as far as the service that we can provide that, maybe uh, another advisor in Fort Dodge can't because we are a, a team of people and we're a group and we do, uh, we do work together uh, on cases and we have our specialties, but we also can, uh, can really take your, your whole retirement plan and, and mold it into one with, with our expertise. So it's something that we feel is a, is a great thing that central financial group sets apart, apart from the others. So, you said you're an, you're you guys are advisors for Central Financial Group. What is your role as an advisor? Like, well, our what we what we do as advisors as we take someone's what they're doing as far as their, you know, say they'd never met with an advisor before. Say that say they had just started their four hundred one k. They bought some life insurance maybe from their uncle, and you know they're 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 just putting stuff together themselves. Uh, what we do is we take all that information that they already have accumulated and we try to make a plan out of it and try to organize it, try to make sure that their investments are in the right places, that their investments are going in the right directions. We're also trying to make sure that they're saving enough. And there's a lot of things that go into it, but as far as what we, a lot of our, a lot of our job is counseling and organizing. Yeah. yeah I would say, uh, yeah emotional support a lot of times for for big decisions that people make i think uh we we tend to get those calls sometimes it doesn't even directly relate to us but it's something where we're maybe a sounding board for them and then uh when someone when someone sells a farm yeah and they're gonna get five hundred thousand dollars from their when their parents passed away and they got a you know farm who are they gonna call Mm-hmm. Right now, you're not going to the bank to put it in the bank. I mean, you're getting 0.05 there. So 
you're going to call your financial advisor, yep. like Cole, and you're going to say, how, how, you know, what, what do I do with this? I don't even know. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't know what to do with it, and they don't call a financial advisor. They don't have somebody they can trust. So that's something that we have to earn your trust over years of time sometimes, and then hopefully when something like that does happen, you can you can come to us. So what what got you into this? You guys seem, you both seem very passionate about what you do, which is great. I think being passionate yep. is, that's one of the biggest keys of your work is you want to be passionate about your work. So what what made you realize that this is what you wanted to do? What so got you into financing? I, 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 I got a pretty simple answer for this. So I've always, uh, I've always had kind of a coaching background, I'd say, even when I was, I mean, I've been in athletics all my life and, uh, coaching was always something I thought I was going to do when I, I played college football and, and thought I was going to be a coach afterwards. That was like my first thing. And then I got to the end of that and I'm like, nah, I don't really want to be a coach. They travel <laughs> around and especially at the college level. So, I, but I had that, that coaching at heart. And that's what I think ultimately we're doing a lot of coaching, you know, and edu- and educating, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's primary. And that, that's what drives me. I, I mean, I, I love to see, uh, you know, see someone, you know, stick to a plan, do it and see their, the evolution you know, whether it's a transition from preparing to retirement to living in retirement, whatever it might be of passing money to their kids. It's a really cool process to see and, and knowing that you had that, you know, a small piece in that, you know, of maybe helping to educate them or, or the mechanics to get them to get them there. Yeah, I, I would agree with Cole that that, uh, you know, coaching is a big part of it. Uh, how I got into the, how I got in the industry is is basically was forced into it. Um, not that I was forced to get married, but I got married and moved to Des Moines and I did not have a job on my marriage certificate. It says I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, you know, feeling. real impressive start for my wife, Molly, um, that she married someone that was unemployed, but I was working in a different town. I moved to Des Moines without a job and was applying at jobs at principal financial group, Wells Fargo, where people work in Des Moines. And I got offered a job at principal and I needed a job. So I started working it. I didn't even know what I was going to be doing, yep. <laughs> tell you the truth. So I worked in the 401k customer service area and, and at principal and um, actually was like, hmm, I kind of like this. I kind of understand money. I understand numbers. I was always good at math. And as uh, the years went on and then we went through a recession and nobody could move jobs anywhere. So I stayed at principal, stayed at principal. And then I was there for 12 years and it was like, huh. That was, that was interesting. I meant to, I meant to be here like six months or a year, but 12 years is a great, you know, great start. So I was basically forced into the industry, but now I love it. Of course. It was just one of those things that you gotta have, you know, gotta have a job when you get married. Right. Yeah. So it was out of necessity and now it's out of enjoyment. Right. Right yeah. now, it's not a passion of mine. Yeah, now, I would say passion. Be it. Yeah. You you got to be passionate about this this yeah. business to to sit in our shoes. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt out. You know, yeah. and, and you got to enjoy talking to people and 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 hearing their stories because everyone. And that's the I think one of my favorite parts uh, uh, about the business is is learning from our clients. You get to learn from people that are very successful, and, and it's also kind of a you know you feel good when someone that's very you know they're very successful and they want to work with you. That's kind mm-hmm. of a cool thing. But then you get to pick you, you ask them their story of like, Oh, they made this decision, this decision. You're like, well, that's probably a pretty good decision. And sometimes those are things you can just, you know, there's not a lot of, unfortunately in the world, there's not a lot of original ideas anymore. So, so finding the best path for people. And uh, that's one thing I I really enjoy is learning from, from my clients and getting to apply it to not only what I do, but uh, you know, other clients as well. 
I thought that was cool the other day when you were talking about one of your clients, and we obviously won't share any clients' names on this podcast or anything like that, but you were like, he's really successful, and I learned from him, you know? And, and so the, our, our job is to teach people and help them, but a lot of times we're learning from them, yep. uh, maybe on some mistakes that they made, maybe on some really big successes they have. So we try to, we try to learn from, from, their, from our clients also, but it, it's just about that relationship. And you can see yep. where we're going with this is that, we develop a personal relationship. You're not a, you're not a number to most advisors, and definitely not to someone at Central Financial Group. We're trying to be be a be a person that you can rely on, especially in times of you know rough times and good times and you know scary times. So, um, what would you say? You're, I mean, you're very, you're kind of on this topic already. I think that's why I'm going to ask this question next. Is you're talking about um, the relationship and that? What is something that people would have a misconception about you guys as a financial advisor? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the number one thing is I don't, that I hear is I don't have any money. Uh-huh. Why would you want to meet with me? And I say, well, that's my job is to try to get you to have money. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's probably the number one thing people miscon, you know, misconception is that, Hey, I've got to have you know, a big pile of money to go meet with Cole or Cole. I've heard that a lot of, of uh, I don't have enough money for you to want to work with me. You know, mm-hmm. I heard, I hate that comment. Like that, that's, that's like, I was like, no, like, I mean, we, it, it, that's not always, you know, and, and I think Cole would say there's a lot of things in this, this industry that you do that we don't get anything out of. Right. Know? And that's part of our, our business. Like we know that we, we know that not everyone, but if we can help you, we're going to help you. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And, and, you know, they got to want the help though. And that's, that's also the other side of the, and mm-hmm. that's where the passion comes from Yeah, is like, yes, this is your job. It's your business, but you're passionate to help people. And that's why as someone you're like, you hate the the misconception of, I don't have money. I can't be helped. It's like, yeah. I'm here to help you get where you need to be. Right. And that's, I'm passionate to help you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that's probably the number one thing that I would say. I, I hear from people that don't want to come don't want to come uh, meet with us. And probably, probably number two is they think that we're just going to try to sell them something they don't need. But we are both fiduciaries, and I think that's very important to, to have that disclosure is, is we have to act in our client's best interest. So we are fiduciaries as far as um, you know any sort of fees or things that they're going to pay up front. We have to disclose all yep. that stuff. Uh-huh. We have to tell you about it. Otherwise, we're not acting in the best interest of our client. And we're not disclosing that that information. So I think that that is also probably number two on the list that I hear is, you know, well, I, you know, I'm sure that there's a fee to come talk to you or an hourly rate. Well, it's not like an attorney. We don't file an hourly rate. Yep. I mean, we and we have to disclose every time that there is some sort of fee that you might pay. So. Gotcha. Um, so let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum now. So you got the people that have misconceptions of things that bother you. What is your favorite part about working with people and seeing them achieve their goals? Like, what about that? It's your passion to do this. So what is the most exciting part for you? I, I think for, for me, um, as I'm, this is year seven for me in the, in the business. So actually having my clients, my own, and I, when you first get started, you don't get to see this, but I'm, I'm starting to see it now where I've seen someone transition from saving their dollars and accumulating to transition to retirement and spending some money. And it's cool to see, uh, see that transition, you know, to where they're like, Oh, I, I can, I can retire. 
or you can tell someone, hey, you know you can retire, right? If you if you don't want to work anymore. And that's a pretty satisfying moment and meeting where you see people like, it's like a weight off their shoulders. You know, it, uh, that's really cool. And then another one kind of similar to that is like um, education savings, seeing kids that, you know, get college paid for because their parents planned or, or did th- did things. I think it's really cool to see the the, the transition and the the benefit of, of some of the things where we talk about and we preach to our clients and then you actually see it, you know, applied and, and, and how they feel and how grateful sometimes clients are and, uh, you know, of, of your relationship and the relationship you have with them. Yeah. Oh. I, I had a, a cool thing the other day is that I had, I had this couple come in and, and, uh, I got them on our money guide pro system, which I'm going to teach Cole all about, but we're, we use a, a retirement planning software and I got to take them both from employed to retired. And that was like, uh, you know, yeah. they, they, they were like, that's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's something that it's like, you can't, you can't do this in any other job as far as, you know, it, it's kind of like the coaching thing yeah. where you win the championship. Yep. It's like, but we get to do it, you know, more frequently. And it's, it's about helping people to that finish line and, and being able to, you know, we don't have to do all the, the heavy carrying, but we, we help guide you along that way and try to get you to that finish line. So the moment the hard work pays off, right? That's the, that's the end goal. So that's the most exciting part, which I mean. I think that that really applies to anything, but I can definitely see how that would be even bigger in a, a realm like you all, as far as like, you know, you said sports. Yeah. It's like you reach that pinnacle, you win the championship, the hard work pays off. Well, in life, for what you guys do, it's like they get to retire. They've reached that championship moment for them mm-hmm. where they their hard work of saving and doing it all right pays off. and Or just, just peace of mind. I think that's sometimes for some people is maybe they're not accomplishing like, you know, something or hitting an achievement right then and there, but they, they know they're, they're heading in the right direction and they can just, they're more comfortable with their situation, you know, or, or, or more ease of mind, you know, just understanding that they're, they're in the right spot. Uh, and I think that's, that's cool to see. It's cool. You know, it's, it's cool to see a, a person, you know, they walk in, they're kind of uptight and they leave and they're like, oh gosh, I feel way better now that I've had this conversation. And I think right. that's a, a, a very gratifying thing to, to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is I'm I'm not a client. I'm I'm gonna be this person. I'm just gonna walk up to you. I'm gonna say, "What's the best money tip you can give me right now?" What's your answer? You don't have any money. Go away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Great. I love that. <laughs> What's the best money tip you can give uh, a young lad like Caleb? You know, Mr. I I uh, there's probably a couple, but you know, one thing I would start with, and this is kind of something I know we we're gonna talk about what I would tell my younger self, you know, but. Uh, one thing I think is educate yourself, right? That's I, and I'm not going to give like a specific, you know, hey, start a Roth IRA or, or do this and this and this or save early. But I think we have so much information available to us now that if you're, you know, if, if you want, if you have a goal, educate yourself first, or or just get the the highlights, right? The bullet points make make, make yourself dangerous, and then figure out what what's most important to you that you need to apply. And I think that's that's the number one thing is 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 making the effort to try to educate yourself because the information's available or the resources of speaking to an advisor, whatever it might be. Uh, I think that's always step, step number one is, is educate yourself because, and there's no excuse not to run right. um, purely. It's purely just an effort thing. If you don't. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. And it's just like the same, I tell people like, I, I don't fix my car. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't stitch myself up. 
So that's what I do is, is I do your retirement plan. You can go do your job and be good at it. You know, let me do my job and be good at it. Um, but what I would tell the, the younger generation like yourself, Caleb, would have a plan mm-hmm. and try to stick to it. Um, you know, do some budgeting. It sucks. Nobody wants to do budgeting, but it it does help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to think of your retirement savings when you're putting it in your 401k, when you're putting your Roth there, whatever you end up doing. And that's for your retirement insurance. You know, you want to retire. Everybody wants to retire. And, and we have people that come in, hey, hey I kind of want to retire early. Hey, I got, you know, okay. Like, I'm like, well, then you need to save more. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. if you want to retire before most people do, you just have to save more and sacrifice more. That's that's the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it it is come with, you know, you don't have to, you have developed the plan. You have to come up with a plan either with an advisor or come up, you know, come up with one on your own. Um you know, there are things obviously available on the internet that, yep. that you can find tools and, and we don't want to point you away from us, but everything you see on the internet's true, right? Cool. <laughs> oh, that's definitely. right. Everything you find out there is, yep. is true, but, um, you know, you can, you can do a lot of research yourself, but as far as once you get to a point where you need a professional to handle it, let them do their job, I would say. So we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our from the production team at Spin Market. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026 or visit our website www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. See, Spin Market, two Ks, no Cs, Ks. <laughs> yes, we have two Ks. That's right. one thing we always, anytime we do an advertisement for Spin Market, we got to have that two Ks in there because oh, yeah. it'll throw people off. Yeah, so. well, that's the best, best letter out there. So we're going to yeah. do a little quick transition. We're going to go from talking about the financial world to let's talk a little bit more about yourself. So... Cole Peterson. My favorite subject, by the way. Yes. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you outside of Central Financial? Uh, well, I'm a dad. I have four kids. I am better known as Molly's husband. My wife is Molly Nelson. No no laugh there on that one, huh? Okay. <laughs> Molly, Molly Nelson. And uh, so my wife is uh, is great. And I have four kids that are awesome. I have a 12-year-old boy a seven-year-old boy and five-year-old twin girls that keep me crazy busy. But anyway, I, uh, you know, I like to be outside with my kids during the, during the summer and play golf and do whatever they want to do basically as far as their sports go. So I'm most of the time uh, shuttling them around to different sports after work. And, um, sometimes I get to go out and kick Cole Jesse's rear end at golf, but, uh, most of the time I'm, I'm spending, uh, outside of work, I'm spending time at home with family and 
and doing things like that. I don't know about most of the time. That's probably not an accurate way to describe the the golf game, but okay. we'll leave that one for another another okay. episode. Okay, yeah, we we can have a we'll we'll start in the next episode. We'll just have a golf debate. <laughs> he wins most of the time. <laughs> you can bring in your scorecard next month whenever we do this again. Yeah, you we'll know, see who actually go won. through each but, hole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you would say, so I so you're a dad, a husband, and sometimes play golf with him. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good life to have yeah. be a family man. Yeah, some sometimes he gets to play golf with me. That's, that's what I aspire to be. But yeah, uh, that's that's mainly you know it, it, when you get four children and a wife and a house and everything like that, you don't do a whole lot outside of work and family. So it's uh, but I'm okay with that. I love yeah. it. I love my life, and and I wouldn't change it for anything. So um, I I'm I'm a blessed man, and I, and I feel really great about where I'm at in life. Yeah. What about you, Cole Jasky? What are you outside of Central Financial Group? Yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm gonna sound repetitive, but you know, I'm a, a husband and a father. Uh, my wife Chelsea, um, and then I got two little boys. I got a, a boy Kale who is five years old, be six in July, and then we have a, a soon to be seven month old Canton, and then we recently added uh, added a puppy. Oh, uh, Charlie. So okay. we're, we're all, you know, we've had the C and K discussion here. We're all C's in my family. So Chelsea, Kale, Canton, Cole, and Charlie with the C. So, um, so yeah, so we, we got the C dominance in, in our, in our family, but, uh, and I say go C's. I'm yeah, a Caleb with a C. So that's right. But you know, and, and I'll say, uh, my hobbies are probably, um, you know, my main hobby, I guess about, about my one and only hobby, uh, is, is golf. I mean, we just, as, as, as Cole said, a husband and a father, uh, you know, that's where most of my time is. So, uh, you know, I got to pick and choose my hobbies. I can't have too many and golf's mm-hmm. one I'm re- very, very passionate about. And you'll, the more we listen, uh, you, you guys will find the passion I think Cole and, and I have for, for golf. And, and then also I, I've got some other business ventures. Um, you know, I, I would, I would consider myself somewhat of a, serial entrepreneur. Okay. Um, I've got a couple other businesses with family businesses that I own and uh, some real estate stuff that I do as well. So, so, uh, between all that, I'm, I'm, I'm busy enough, but you know, my day to day and primary thing is, is, uh, being a, a father and a husband and, and then a financial advisor. It's so, crazy how much golf relates to the finance world though, too, because yeah. you, you can do it your whole life. Yep. I mean, it's, it's one of those rare sports. Like you can't play football your whole life. You can't play basketball your whole life. I know that cause I recently had to quit, but um, <laughs> you, you can play golf. I mean, mainly your, your whole life and, and your right. whole life, you're going to spend doing some sort of saving or spending or financing, you know, whatever it, it has, it has a lot of uh, similarities. And, and that's what I, I think is very unique about golf as a sport and it's something that I want to teach my kids because I know that my dad taught me and it 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 changed the way that I thought about sports it's it's an individual sport but you also can play on a team but it's also something that you can do with your kids you you know I don't played football with my dad as far as like in a competition or something like that but Mm -hmm. so it's it's something that like Cole said, we're both me and him are very passionate about. It. We're probably talking a little bit too much about it, but it's something that we we think is is uh, you know something we want to put on this podcast. As far as you know, we want it to not just be about finances and money mm-hmm. and everything like that, but we're going to talk a little bit about golf and hey, we got sport, some, both sports guys, you know, too. Yeah. So so I think there's going to be some sports that that's incorporated in. in I'm this all too. in on that. We're we're competitors too, you know. So you'll probably get some. Uh, uh, competition-based uh, conversations at times too, so that'll be probably pretty enjoyable at times. Okay, I just say this: I'm not a golf guy at all. 
for the viewers. So don't expect me to be in on the golf conversation. Well, Caleb, you Only, don't do golf. You don't do finance. No, I do. I, <laughs> I, my go-to sports are basketball and um, football, and I love watching NASCAR. That's oh, what I do. I don't do NASCAR. Golf. I'm a NASCAR guy. Yeah, I'm actually not a plug here, but I, I I'm not a big race car guy, but I'm watching F1 series on Netflix, and it's the it's about the Formula For One drivers. Oh my god, it's addicting and it's awesome. It's oh, super well sweet. done, but it's a I it's crazy. I know I'm heard that the F1 documentary is super good. It's legit. I've never watched F1 in my life. No, so me neither like, ever. And it, it's it's honestly I'm like my wife watches it. It's on ESPN. It, yeah. the, like the F1 races are on ESPN. Yeah. I actually watched a few laps of one on Sunday. Yeah. I was like, what is my problem? I do <laughs> not watch F1. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's but, crazy. Uh, yeah. Sidetrack there. Sorry. Yes. Side no, note. that's no, all right. Okay. Yeah. You but, you spend your, your nights watching F1, and I, I watched the, the basketball games last night, and Arizona oh, yeah. and Gonzaga just killed my brackets. Oh, mine um, were dead last um, week because um, I had Auburn and Kentucky in the final four. Oh, well. Yeah, it was not uneducated. good. And no, in one of my brackets, I had Iowa in the final four, actually yeah. winning the championship. And I was like, this I is not good. I think we should talk about yeah, the Iowa no, Hawkeyes right no. now. Yeah, rough. Hey, rough about those Cyclones. Let's they go play Cyclones. tonight. Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go Cyclones. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a big aversion to the Hawks or the Cyclones. Neither. And I don't think you do either. Yeah, so we probably uh, you know, won't spend much time on no, that. No. But but the Hawkeyes, you know, had a rough weekend last weekend. I watched both the men and the women's game cyclones congratulations on the sweet 16 yep. yeah i'm a tar hills fan so we also had a good weekend Ooh, we knocked yeah. off baylor the number one seed yeah yeah they got I a tough we were, game tonight against uh, ucla though i, th- yeah. I think that's going to be one of the toughest games uh, or the closest games that that we'll see in this yeah. whole thing so i i'm rooting for a duke unc matchup in the final four Ooh, that'd be legit because they would they that'd would meet legit. in the semifinals yes. well because north carolina has underperformed all year so th- they they were better than their record show. They were not an eight or nine seed. It was no. kind of like Michigan. Like Michigan was not an eleven seed. They had a rough schedule. They had some injuries. They went through a rough patch. But they were one of the top sixteen teams in the country. Kind of like North Carolina. They weren't an eight seed. They should have been. Their record showed them as a four or an eight seed, but they were like a four seed. Probably. Well, they finished the season thirteen and three in their last sixteen games. Right. So like right. they if finally you, got healthy and healthy. They, they they learn the new coaches system because Roy Williams retired last year. So I'm gonna have to cut you two off here on the on the basketball talk. So. Oh, oh so, so yeah, I don't want to. No, I'm just I'm just joking. I'm but just it is joking. March Madness week. Yeah, so yeah, I know it's very relevant right now. Right? Yeah. Very relevant, so, so but what I was gonna say when I brought up the sports thing was I saw them. Not that I'm a golf guy, but the Masters are in two weeks. I'm sure you all are pumped about that. Yep. Oh is yeah. It two weeks, three weeks. Uh, how far is it? It is April 9th and tenth, somewhere yeah. around there. Yes, yes, yes. Two weeks from this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that Phil's not playing. I understand why he's not. Um, he's got to sit this one out, kind of pay his dues for the dumb stuff he said, and, yep. and I understand why he's not going to do it. Um, I swear I saw something that Tiger's playing. I hope that's the case. So, I hope so. so. so cause, Gosh, because that's that. I don't even have my phone handy, but t- I, Tiger's kind of that uh, the the figure that draws a- anyone. You know, yeah. when he's playing, like, or the headlines, like, Tiger's playing. Everyone flips that on. Right. So, there's nothing better, though. I love I love uh, Masters Masters Week. Just Best. flipping on TV, and it, it's it's one of my favorite weekends of the years. Masters, Masters week. week, for you, is, like, Speed Weeks for me, which yep. is the first race, the Daytona 500. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. all in that week. Cause I would have guessed you as a NASCAR guy. Yeah. So. Well, okay, I grew up in North Carolina. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. I, makes that, makes, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. North yeah. UNC, and that, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Like, I, I, from the time I was three till I, we moved here when I was 10. So okay. like my early childhood years were all in like the sports 
area. Like yep. I was 30 minutes from all the tracks, like all the teams' um, home bases. So like, yep. that was a big thing down there. And then I come up here, and it's like everyone looks at me like, "Ew, you're a NASCAR fan." And I'm like, <laughs> "Look, I grew up where everyone is a NASCAR yep. fan." So right, you so, got to find the right crew to hang out with. Yep. Yeah, if you want to watch NASCAR, but yeah, the the Masters are coming up, and um, you know, I, funny, just a quick funny story about the Masters or, or any golf tournament. When Tiger was going through his run back in the 2000s, I was in the golf business. And I was an assistant pro at Beaver Hills Country Club during, uh, I think it was during the U.S. Open. And so one Saturday, I was there, I was supposed to be there all day. I, I counted how many times people walked in the door and their only question was, how's Tiger doing? <laughs> That's awesome. So I had probably, let's say 150 people walk through there. How many people do you think asked that question? At least 60%. I was going to say 50. 76 people out of 100. That's amazing. Asked. That that was, and they didn't say hi, Cole. They didn't say anything. <laughs> That's crazy. The only thing they said was, how's Tiger doing? Yeah. yeah. Just shows his dom. I mean, yeah. just, the relevance of, right. of the normal person. The you only know, two people that yeah. we care are playing yeah. the Masters yep. are Phil and Tiger. Yep. It's, it's crazy. I don't even know who else is playing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that's that's funny. I I know Tiger Woods. Like, I know he was dominant. But beyond that, I don't know much about golf, so... We'll leave, I'll, we'll I'll leave, leave that, that one for yeah. you. Yeah, there yeah. we go. We we can talk enough probably about golf, so oh, we'll, yeah. we won't we won't have uh, too much golf content. So yeah, let's get back on money talk. All right, that? I like. <laughs> that. All right, I guess we can do that. Okay, so uh, we have this big thing in the craft. Like I'm going to speak from the digital side of things, digital marketing settings. We have a lot of people go. Why do I even need you? Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're like that? they're like I can do it myself, and then you look at their stuff and you're like. That's exactly why you need us because no offense, that's not good. Right. So when somebody says, uh, like, well, why is it essential for me to have you? Why can't I just do it myself? I'll, and go. I'll, I'll let you handle that question, Cole. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, I think one thing, you know, a good, good response, you know, I, I'm not going to have an amazing response to that, but I, I say it comes down to the one thing we can do with people like that is, is the, the questioning and, and narrowing down their goals and objectives. And I think that's always, if you, if you can get that with, with either the people that are, you know, why I don't see the value in the visor. A lot of times that's where our value is, is helping them define their goals and objectives. And I, that's one thing that I try to pivot on. If maybe I have someone that's kind of on the edge of speaking to advisor of, of really narrowing down their objectives and what's important to them. And that, that's where you, you'll find is sometimes, well, okay, what you're telling me is not matching up with, you know, maybe we're doing a review for them or someone that's not a client of ours and, and we can, you know, educate them on, on maybe, Hey, that's not what you're telling me. You're telling me this, but, but your portfolio says this, or your retirement plan says this says otherwise, you know, and that, and that's where, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to have that at times, but, uh, you know, trying to pivot and have that conversation. And I, I think, uh, are we going to be able to help everyone? No. Uh, would we like to, you know, as competitors and as, as people, yeah, we want to help everyone, but, all reality, we're we're not always going to be for for every single person out there. It's not going to be a fit for us. But if we can educate and and let people know we're there to help them, I think that's that's ultimately and, and do the right thing. I mean, we do the right thing, and and if we there's times, plenty of times, we'll tell people like, unfortunately, you know, we'll help you, but you know, you're not ready for that. Maybe this, this, or this at mm-hmm. this point. You need to start doing this first. You need to budget first before you invest, or you need to pay off some debt before. And we're not, you know, we're we're really just providing the education at that point. We're not really involved in anything. And, and sometimes that's necessary um, for us, you know, acting in the best interest of, of people that are wanting to work with us. And I think that's that's important to, 
for, for people to know that, you know, uh, we want to educate, but we're not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want to tell another quick little story about, Go for it. and this is my analogy that I use is, uh, I first got a house, a town, my first town home with Molly. And we had a, we had a deck that I could grill on. I wanted to get a grill. So I went to the store. Every, I went every, to Ma- everyone needs a grill. Right, right. So I go to Menards, and there's there's the $100 grill, there's the $250 grill, and the $400 grill, right? Well, $400 grill is already put together, all ready to go. You can just pick it up and take it out. The $100 grill comes in a box. You got to put it together. So I, I, you know, do the responsible thing. First time home buyer, buy the $100 grill. I go home and put it together, right? It took me 10 hours oh, to put no. together this grill. <laughs> I don't put together grills. No. I put together retirement plans. And from that point forward, I always bought a grill that was put together. That's a smart one. <laughs> I don't, I'd rather pay a little bit more, get a better product. I mean, I had doors on the wrong way. I mean, I don't even know if it ever worked right, but uh, that that's something that, that I would say is like for the person that wants to put the grill together themselves yeah. with their retirement plan, you know, maybe we're not for you. And, and maybe that that's, you know, you should, you should, do that yourself. And if, if that's really interest that, you know, interest of yourself, then, then go ahead and do it. I'm more the guy that wants to put the, have the grill all put together and I have want to have the professionals handle it and I want it put together. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would rather have the professional that does it for me and I know it's going to work and I'm going to retire. So that that's, I guess that's my analogy on the whole thing. Yeah. That's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. I swear to God, it took yep. me 10 10 hours to put together this grill and, and Cole's lab. It probably took him 45 minutes yeah. to put together. And, and I think the, the, the box did say like two hours to put together, but I had to take it apart. Like we'll give this. you, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. So yeah, you were a new homeowner this is before, <laughs> in a, a new, hu- new, new husband. So. I'm yet, I'm yet to venture down that road. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> there might've been some alcohol yeah. involved too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, always does. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're getting pretty close to wrapping this episode up, I think. So um, one final question I have for you guys is what would you tell if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self? So you're fresh out of high school, about to go to college. So it's before you've even really, I guess probably, I would guess, probably found a career path yet, is <clears throat> if you could go back and tell yourself either do this differently or do this the same like, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? And this could be, tell your 18-year-old self, but this also ties kind of what we said earlier about the, you could tell anybody anything. So your 18-year-old self or any 18-year-old about either being an advisor or saving money or whatever it may be, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I, I think the biggest the biggest thing to do is actually put some sort of savings in your budget. Not saying that I did that when I was 18, but as far as whether you're going to do a Roth IRA, whether you're going to do a just regular savings account, put some sort of savings in your budget and just stick to it. Mm-hmm. And what, maybe when you're 18, you don't need to meet with a financial advisor, you know, especially if you're going to college. And, and But when you start getting a, getting a job and getting actual money, that you feel like you're, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not scraping every month to make by then talk to somebody, talk to a, talk to a professional and, and, and get some sort of plan together with them and, and get you know, on your way a lot quicker. I'm a, I'm going to do a, l- a little plug here. I don't know if I'm 
breaking any rules here or anything, but the, I have a book I actually give to, to 18, uh, when a kid's turn 18, if they're a client, like their, their, uh, parents or clients of mine, and I know they have a kid turn 18, it's called napkin finance. I don't know if I can say that, you know, the book or whatever the rules are there, but uh, I give it, I ship it to every, if they're going to turn 18, I, I ship it to them. Cause I think it's a book that every 18 year old, uh, sh- should read. And it's just a, a, a quick snippet on, and it kind of comes back to my education, right? Educating yourself. It's a personal finance book that's like really easy to read, like in quick sections. And now the the book's evolved to where it has like a cryptocurrency section. Mm-hmm. So you can educate yourself now to, you know, who knows where that goes, what it is. But there's things on, you know, writing a check. A lot of people don't know how to write a check anymore. I know that's kind of <laughs> becoming irrelevant. I understand oh, that. But there's I many. I write one the other day and I was like, man, I feel like. Or there was a the first time because Cheryl does like paper checks yeah. for us. Yeah. And so I'm like, I get to the bank and I'm like, do I just sign my name or do I put something else on the back when I like turn this in? And oh, I was like freaking out in the car in the deposit line. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is terrible. Kayla's well, probably like, what's a memo section? What <laughs> yeah. But there's that? there's things like in that book. And that's what I love. That's why this is something I've, I've built like since I've been doing this for about two years that, that so I this love. this is your book? No, no, it's a book that I bought. I found okay. on Amazon and I bought a bunch of them. Okay. And I have them. So every time a client turns, if I know a client has a chill, child that's going to turn 18 or maybe there's some specific reason, but it's, it's and it's not, it doesn't have to be kids either. This could be for a, probably a 23 year old just out of college. Same thing. It's got a ton of personal finance, just easy education. And that's part of that educating yourself of understanding how interest works on a credit card. Like that's important. That's going to have, a, that's going to have a detriment, you know, understanding how your, your student loans, you know, uh, like, you know, I know there's a forbearance on uh, right now with, with interest on student loans. Should I be paying principal or should I not like understanding how the mechanics of that work is very important early on in life. Cause that, that's going to, if you get to a point where maybe you can't save that much at that point, but if you're understanding debt and, and that's letting you make or, you know, making you conscious of decisions you're making and purchases you're making to not get in debt or, you know, what's maybe more important. It's going to help you as you, you know, get further on into that plan and maybe start saving for different, different vehicles and retirement or education or whatever it might be. But I think it's very important to, to, to understand those type of things, uh, especially at a young, young age when you, you know, whether you're going to college or you're you know starting a job right away. Amen, so brother. educate yourself. And don't wait to start. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. I think those two, you know, if you were going to start somewhere, that'd be a great start. If we're being honest, that applies to any area of life. Right. Exactly. Budget. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the other thing would be budget. You know, at least come up with some sort of plan. Mm -hmm. Having it, I think it's good to, the budget thing is like the understanding of if you, if someone asked you and you could tell them, you know, hey, roughly, here's what I make, here's what I've sent. You know, it's good at some people have no idea, right? They're just, mm-hmm. oh, hopefully this works. And, so, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. that, you know, hopefully I can buy that. You know, it's, that's not yeah. a, that's not a plan. You know, no, so, no. Yeah. so what about for, what would you tell an 18 year old who's like, I want to get in the financial world, be one of you guys. What would you tell them? That, that's, that's a great question. I think that you, you're, there's an opportunity out there uh, with a lot of baby boomers that are retiring and it's a, it's a great place to be. And, and me and Cole have, you know, uh, joined up as far as our forces, but there are a lot of people that aren't in our age that are in the financial uh, advising role. Yep. I would say that we are, you know, kind of a dime a dozen as far as our age bracket. A lot of, a lot of the financial advisors are either, um, you know, 65 and getting ready to retire, or they might be, you know, 18, 22 years old. So, as far as uh, getting into the, the industry, it's a good time to be getting into our industry. And 
we're always looking for for uh, young prospects that are, are wanting to try to try to build their business and try to build their business under central financial group so and you're seeing uh this i've kind of looked at this recently but there's colleges are starting to you know and they have their obviously traditional finance degree but now you're seeing you know family finance or you know places where you can you get a four-year finance degree as well as you could have your CF, you know, get the, all the education for your CFP designation or your financial planning. You can actually get a financial planning degree or a master's in financial planning now. And you see that becoming, you know, more relevant at some, some of the colleges that have, you know, kind of finance specific uh, mm-hmm. programs. And I think that'd be a, be something for a, you know, an 18 year old looking to get into our business uh, and, and make sure they understand what exactly we do too at times. I think sometimes that can, that can get you know, for an 18 year old can, can under, say, Oh, money or stocks or, and, and sometimes it, it gets, there's some confusion there. So just make sure you under, actually understand and go and ask a, uh, someone, you know, I'm sure, you know, uh, most, most, if you're an 18 year old or a young person, you know, you ask a family member, you know, who their advisor is or someone to speak to, we'd love to talk. I, I, I've t- spoken to many you know schools and classes and stuff mm-hmm. about what we do and um, ask, ask, ask what they do. And, uh, and, and, you know, again, it kind of comes back to educating yourself. On that on that note, I saw the other day that Arizona is requiring school high school you have to take a financial literacy class. That is actually now what? required in Iowa too. Is it in Iowa? Yeah, I love okay. that. But why is it just now? Yeah, right? I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That's kind. That's kind I mean, of absurd. finances are such a big part of yeah. everyone's life. It's like, and and that was one of my struggles when I got to principal when I started out. I was like, what's a four k? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. And what's an IRA? What's the difference between a Roth and a regular IRA? You know, we don't learn that stuff in mm-hmm. school. Yeah. You have to learn it on your own or you just don't learn it or, or you get taught by someone like myself or Cole. And um, so it, it it's it's getting there. I yep. think I think the uh, financial literacy is, is going to get better. And we, uh, you know, we hope that that helps people do better with, with their savings and everything like that. Okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up, I think. This has been an awesome time recording this, this episode. It's been fun to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, I I told Mackenzie going into this, I'm like, I'm really nervous about this because I don't know these guys. So I feel like this went well, and I think this is going to be a fun thing for people to tune into. You guys seem very relatable, so I think you did a very good job with that. Um, So just a quick promo for Central Financial. You can visit their website, uh, centralfinancialgroup.com, courtesy of Spin Market. We just finished their brand-new website, and then – on their website, you can go to different landing pages. There is these guys are with CFG Fort Dodge, so there's a landing page for that. And then I know there's like three or four others on there that you right. can go visit. So uh, check them out on there. Um, Cole and Cole, they have social media. Yep. So you can find me on Facebook at at Cole CFG first name K O L E, um, and uh, CFG. And you, I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Just if you're searching for me, make sure you spell my names right cole k-o-l-e and last name peterson p-e-t-e-r-s-e-n oh and, uh, i didn't know that <laughs> yeah so and, and if you want to get a hold of us if, if you're looking to to get a hold of us you can get a hold of us there if you want to call the office you certainly can call the office obviously all that stuff is online um but cole yeah go, you got some social media that yeah as well you can uh you can find me on linkedin uh just cole jasky uh Spelled the right way, C O L E, uh, and then you. You. I'm also on Facebook, Cole uh, at Cole CFG. So, um, and then anytime, like if you guys can't remember that or don't know where to look, you can go to our go to their website, centralfinancialgroup.com, and 
the, all of their information. It's actually underneath yeah. the CFG landing page, uh, CFG Fort Dodge landing page. Underneath their bios is their different contact information. So you can find them there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, next time on How to Money with Cole and Cole, which episode one was a blast. I'm looking forward to episode two. Uh, we're going to talk about Cole J is going to talk about more about his transition into CFG and what brought what that brought about and just the new things going on for him. So I hope you all will tune in next time. And uh, that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Uh, once again, this was courtesy of Spin Market in Fort Dodge. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.